Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary, starting with the topic, I fooled a news publication into thinking that I'm a GT6 voice actor. You guys likely remember this meme that I did, where I was uh, saying I'm gonna retire to focus on GTA 6. A very, very prestigious news website picked up on this story, called Essentially Sports. GTA 6 voice actor announces retirement from content creation to boost the game's release. In a recent tweet from recording artist and YouTuber Dark Viper EU, he announced his retirement from, con from content creation. Dark Viper had an audience of over 2 million people from YouTube and Twitch combined. He has bid farewell to them to join the audience that has bought 180 million copies of GTA 5, and his valiant effort has earned the respect of many GTA fans. Working as a content creator and a voice actor for a, a game in development simultaneously can turn out to be a daunting task to complete. Furthermore, GTA 5 voice actors have also shared how Rockstar Games is so strict about the NDA. Naturally, the strictness will be higher for their upcoming title. Amidst all this, fans have applauded the dedication shown by Darkfab AU to complete the upcoming Rockstar Games title. Fans have flocked to the tweet from the GTA 6 voice actor to support him on his decision. Furthermore, they are commenting on how all this will be worth it in the end. There are no comments on this article. I don't think, uh, despite the amazing quality of the research and the, uh, very interesting topic that has gotten very far. This has to be satire. We just previously read a tweet where someone sincerely believed that I was a voice actor in GTA 6, which I am, obviously. I'm obviously a voice actor for GTA 6. So it's not inconceivable that someone else was fooled or they're just making this article because they, you know, want some clicks or whatever. Regardless, I'm happy that uh, a wider amount of people are now finally acknowledging that I am a voice actor in GTA 6. The origin and evolution of my name Dark Viper AU. The following footage is from 2019 when I first explained this, but I never put it in rambles before. How did I come up with my name? My first username for Hotmail was GameViper3. I chose this name because I couldn't think of a username, and on the TV was this movie with this kid who was like a elite hacker or something. The movie was 1995's The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. Let me show you the scene. And now for the last question, Name the author and the poem from which these lines emanate. Beauty, mercy, have on me. Hyperion, John Keats. Nobody messes with the Viper! Oh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. What?! And he's like, no one messes with the Viper. And I'm like, all right, well, Viper seems like a good enough name. Oh, Viper's Taken? I like video games. I'll call myself Game Viper. Oh, that's Taken too? Well, Game Viper 3, that's fine. Years later, whatever, I started playing World of Warcraft on a private server. And I randomized myself a name, and it came up Bane. Bane being a character in World of, War uh, World of Warcraft. But when I moved to the real servers, years later, I obviously couldn't take the name Bane because it was already taken. So I named myself Dark Bane. Years later, I needed to make myself a new Hotmail account. And I'm like, well, I'll just call myself Dark Viper 88, I guess. The reason I chose 88 specifically was because Dark Viper was taken and I needed some numbers. The system recommended 87, but I chose 88 because I thought it would be more easily remembered. And then I changed from Dark Viper 88 to Dark Viper AU when I learnt of the association between 88 and uh, neo-Nazis. 88 being HH, 
Hail Hitler. And I found that out because of GTA 5. When I tried to make Dark Viper 88 as a username in GTA 5, the game was like, you can't have this, and I was very confused. So I went on Twitter, and this dude on Twitter's like, yeah, well obviously you can't have 88 because it's the Nazi thing. I'm like, what Nazi thing? Is that gonna hail Hitler? I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking crazy, I had no idea. And that's how I have the name that I have today. Details of the PS5 Pro leaked. Is this real? They're making a PS5 Pro? Uh, apparently, People are reporting on it, but I mean, these days with AI just scraping Reddit and making fake stories, like, who knows? You hope not? Not yet real? Yeah, it's real. PS5 release date plans and console date. I mean, everyone's apparently reporting on it. PS5 Pro in development. The PS5 Pro has leaks. Project Trinity. PS5 Pro will be targeting improved and consistent FPS at 4K resolution. New performance mode for 8K resolution. No one has 8K! Accelerated ray tracing. 30 WGP and 18,000 MTS memory. Demo event going on right now. Dev kits out the majority of studios November 2023. November 2024 release. Was anyone asking for this? You doubt it? I, I don't doubt they were making something more. It's just like whenever this stuff gets leaked, you're like, eh, who knows? I had not heard of the PS5 struggling in some capacity to play the games being released upon it. Will I get it when it releases? If there ends up being a PlayStation game that I want to make content for, yes. Because for me at least it's just a business expense and makes things look better for hundreds of thousands of people, right? As a consumer, like just a regular dude, no I would not buy this. Especially if in your case you already have a PS5. This poll confirmed that I'm everyone's favorite GTA content creator. So Ben VideotechX on Twitter tweeted out, Reply with your favorite Rockstar Games content creator on YouTube. Soon as Wednesday, I'll collect every single reply and compile them in a graphic visual to see who's the most top 10 favorable on the platform. I of course responded with, at MrBoss for the win. And that got 918 likes. This made me very disappointed when the results came in. The eventual list did not have MrBoss for the win on it. The man was robbed. His content is so good. Unfortunately, this this loser, Dark Viper AU, was number one. Like, tch, wow. Like, it was pretty obvious that I was going to be number one just because, like, of all the sort of mainstreamy GTA content creators who don't make content for, like, kids or something, I have the largest Twitter following. I'm the most active on Twitter. The list goes Dark Viper AU, GTA series videos, TG, Gilly Master, The Professional, Badger Gooder, GTA Man, Astro Soup, The Nathan NS, and Sunny Evans. I don't know this, the Nathan NS person. Maybe I should uh, look into them for a uh, GTA guesser. I know everyone else. Just a funny little thing, doesn't really mean anything. You can now watch YouTube videos vertically. So this was really interesting. This was DM to me, and it seems to be a new feature that YouTube is rolling out, and it's something that I've mentioned in the past that would be a good thing for them to test. Evelyn says, Hey, Mr. Dark Viper, not sure if you've seen this already, but I got this new YouTube feature that I thought you might find interesting to talk about in rambles or investigate for making content. It seems similar to shorts that you keep scrolling, but you have long-form content instead of shorts. Here's some screenshots and a video. This thing pops up. Can't decide what to watch? Try a new way to discover videos. Play something. And so it clicks in, and it looks just like shorts. It's, uh, I guess, 16 by 9, so the normal rectangle. So in the same way you scroll through TikTok or shorts or whatever, you just scroll. Gone to Legal Eagle, Wan Show, LMG Clips, Jay's Two Cents, Legal Eagle again. And this seems like a smart move to me. I think what Vine, shorts, TikTok have shown us, and has been, I think, established in psychology, you can be overwhelmed by choice. And you can be paralyzed and not want to pick anything because you, you just keep looking for that thing that's absolutely perfect and then you get tired of looking and you either just pick something or you 
like leave the website because you're just sick. Like I haven't found anything, so I'm just gonna go. The way that the scrolling works between videos is that you effectively get to trial something and it's like, well, I don't like this and you can scroll away. Like if you go somewhere and there's like 50 choices, it feels overwhelming because you feel like you have to look at all 50 choices before eventually making a conclusion. But if there's like three choices, you're like, well, I feel like I have some choice here. It's my decision. But at the same time, like you're not overwhelmed and you can actually pick something of the three. When it comes to this sort of scrolling thing, you don't have a choice between the content in a way at that moment in time, but you do have choices. You can either keep watching what you're, what's on the screen, you can scroll away to something else, or you can leave the app entirely. That's three choices. And anytime you get sick of something, uh, the easiest thing to do is just scroll to the next one. And that keeps you engaged, keeps you on the platform. And that's why people almost get kind of addicted to this scrolling thing, because like, well, the next thing could be like the greatest thing ever. With that being said though, I'd be surprised if long form videos are as gripping as short form videos, right? Because you've likely all been in that situation where you're like, oh, just, just five more minutes, you know? I, I, I can watch something so cool in like just five minutes, just one more, oh, it's just a, it's another minute clip, just, you know, one more, one more, one more. But if you know the next thing could be an hour long video, or the next thing could be a 15 minute video, like if you're scrolling through long form videos, you know you are still gonna be investing a lot of time if you start to watch something. Whereas with shorts, that's not gonna happen, at least not normally. So I do think this is a good idea, and I do think it will result in people being more engaged potentially, as long as they can get around the idea that they might have to tilt their phone in another orientation. But I doubt it'll be as gripping as short form content. It is an interesting question how this impacts your channel and who gets shown your videos and stuff. Because a person who is willing to watch a video that they scroll to in a shorts kind of format is not necessarily the same sort of person who will click an impression of a thumbnail and a title given somewhere else. They may not find the thumbnails and titles appealing, but they may find the content underneath appealing. And ultimately what the algorithm wants when showing impressions of thumbnails and titles is for people to click them. So it could be possible that the algorithm for this new long form scrolling section will be separate from the other long form sections in the same way that the shorts algorithm is at least somewhat separate from the long form sections. Either that or it will just be able to understand that you're a person who's willing to sit for 10 minutes in when they scroll is not necessarily a person who's willing to sit 10 minutes in other sections. Like they would have to balance that ultimately. And it's also interesting how this would affect the retention of your videos. So right now for me, it's like 18 minutes or something because I have very long videos. Like the average person, if they click on my video, will watch it 18 minutes. But for people scrolling, they may watch a video for less time on average, which is more likely because they can more easily flick away from the video to something else. And it's an interesting question whether that would hurt you algorithmically, say for the rest of the site. Where you'd be like, oh, this channel used to get on average 18 minutes of watch time every click and now it's only getting 12 minutes. Well, we guess, I guess I'll recommend that channel less. It's hard to imagine that that would happen, that you wouldn't see that coming and do something to uh, prevent that. But that is an interesting thought, how they would balance the algorithm and the different ways in which viewers would engage with this content. But again, just like the other thing we talked about how YouTube is trialing having uh, accounts just have a constant stream like TV, of their content. This is just YouTube realizing that the way they've been serving videos is perhaps not the best for the current generation or perhaps this form of content delivery was always the best way, but just people hadn't figured that out, right? Maybe people haven't changed over the last five years and, and this could have been successful five years ago. How old is TikTok now? TikTok has been up for seven years. Okay, then 10 years ago, this scrolling could have been potentially successful, but people hadn't figured that out. What I'm saying is good decision by YouTube be sure to tell me if you guys also received this because I haven't received it, but who knows ultimately if they will keep keep this option or if it will come to desktop or what have you. My editors can now impersonate me on YouTube. I've mentioned this before, YouTube has its own channel called Creator Insider. 
where they announce updates for the website, but it gets like next to no views, probably because only content creators really care about it. Like it's got 3.5K views on this video, but 600,000 subscribers. Again, showcasing that having a lot of subscribers doesn't mean all that much when it comes to views for your videos. But this is a very short video. Uh, I've seen it before, so it's not exactly reaction content, but I just wanna play this because it's very interesting to me. Permissions feature. To recap, since 2019, channel permissions in studio have allowed creators to give access to their channels via roles. For example, channel owners can give delegates, manager or editor roles to upload content or manage comments on their behalf. So I use this to enable people to render and then upload videos to my other channels. So I make them editor limited and thus far, no problems have occurred. They can't delete any videos. They can't see revenue data. The worst thing they could possibly do is like change all the titles of my videos to something I wouldn't want. But yeah, so like I am not uploading the videos to my Rambles channel. That's Vergario and Nanis. And that's the role they have. Up until now, this was only limited to YouTube Studio features. Today, we're happy to announce that managers, editors, and editors limited roles can manage a channel on behalf of a channel owner directly on YouTube, on mobile and desktop, in addition to YouTube Studio. This unlocks key new features such as creating a short, adding a post, managing playlists, and commenting on any YouTube video as the owner. I know what they mean by creating a short because you could upload shorts before, but maybe there's some other way like making a short out of videos that were already uploaded wasn't possible. That part that's interesting there is that now people can comment as me. What would happen before is one of my editors would comment in reply to someone and it would say like, oh, Dark Viper AU has replied. But when you would look, you couldn't find a reply from me. For some reason, it would count my editors as replying as me, even though they weren't, they were replying as themselves. But now they can actually, if they want to pretend to be me and reply. I'm not sure that I really want them doing that, but that is an option that they now have. But the previous way that things were, where they reply to someone and people would just be like, why, why is the Dark Five reply was very annoying. Any YouTube video as the adding a post, managing playlist, a short, adding a post, man. So when it says adding a post there, it means adding a community post. Okay, it's not there yet, but on Dark Viper AU VODs, I asked Phoenix, who helps me with it, I asked him if he was willing to make like a community post every month to say like, hey, here are the videos that are coming out. Uh, but he wasn't able to, given the old capabilities. And so I asked YouTube like, hey, can, is this a feature that they can do? And they said no. And I was like, well, that's disappointing. And now like only a month later or something, it's now a feature, which is cool. I doubt I had something to do with it. Probably a lot of people are asking for this, but uh, yeah. So there's going to be a thing posted here, hopefully every month being like, hey, here are the videos coming out and when. Because for a lot of people on the channel, because the content is so varied, it's hard people to to know when the thing they want to watch is coming out. So it's the only thing that was interest, uh, interesting to me there. Uh, a feature that I wanted has now been put there. You might end up seeing some community posts from other people on my channel and uh, that'll hopefully get information out to people who need it. The subtitles for XQC available meme. So for this video uh, about XQC, people kept commenting like, man, I'm so happy that there are subtitles for XQC. I, like I can't understand a single goddamn word he's saying. And so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna put that in the title. So the title is now, is XQC actually this dumb? Subtitles for XQC available. <laughs> but yeah, those were uh, made by Lee, I believe. The shorts on my Rambles channel are doing amazing. 
So on my rambles channel, I have talked about how I'm having a bunch of people make shorts of my rambles. Uh, I believe they're up to like episode 80 now. Each just taking an episode, finding anything within it that makes sense as a minute clip that can be interesting. Uh, like this, for example. It would really disappoint me if GTA 6 came out and someone else took it upon themselves to do pacifists and, and take it, took it from me. That's probably going to be a thing. Because I would want to hold off doing pacifists for a long goddamn time. Yeah, because I would want to know everything about the game before I did pacifist, or at least a significant amount, so there would be less, a smaller likelihood I'd miss something. But if I'm trying to beat other people to the punch to make the series, I'll have to jump into it fairly quickly. I would hope that the vast majority of people would see pacifist percent as higher fruit on the tree, and so would be grabbing for the lower hanging fruit, fruit and uh, they wouldn't want to do it. So that was a bad short. The reason why that was a bad short is because the ideas for these to be like generally appealing. So the average person swiping in will know what the short is about just from watching it. They won't have to have any contextual information. It'll be interesting regardless. So for example, the most popular short I have is why you should learn to drive a manual car. It's just me going, hey, this is why I learned to drive a manual car and why I think the reasoning is justified. With that being said, I made this like over five years ago now and manuals are somewhat going the way of the dodo, although it really depends on what country you're in and da da da. So maybe this is less true now, but regardless, because everyone can understand this and it is a question that people have to ask themselves, do I learn to drive a manual when they want to learn to drive a car? Uh, it obviously resonates with people and everyone has a lot of opinion, uh, an opinion on it, so everyone comments it. But so, th so the more general the idea, the more easily understood the idea by the wider public, the better off the short is going to be. And so this short, probably not very good. But you can see there's multiple different styles of short because I got multiple people doing it. There's like five people doing it and I pay them per short. But good news, after a month, they finally started to take off a bit. In large part because of just a handful of shorts doing really, really well. But, you know, gaining 2.3k subscribers, getting 2 million views is, is pretty good. And you can see like this graph just goes, wow. So maybe not a waste of time and money. As I've said before, I'm not sure to what degree shorts are really beneficial in terms of growing a channel or getting more views for the main channel videos. For example, I haven't seen here on the main channel videos, uh, the, the long form videos, any real improvements since the sh shorts started to come out. But I'm sure some people eventually come over. And it's not a huge investment of money and doesn't really take much more of my time. So uh, I think it's a good addition to the channel. And uh, yeah, I hope it continues to be successful. I'm investing in getting amazing emotes for my Twitch chat. So I'm looking into having more animated emotes made for my channel. The people who have animated my emotes over the years are not really professional animators. They are people who are artists who are very talented at drawing, who have gone out of their way to do things that they don't normally do to make things animated for me, which is cool. But it's weird to ask them to continue to do that. And the quality isn't necessarily the best in the business, even though it is often quite fine. Like the dancing um, hat and time gif is really, really good. And that took like a lot of effort for Fennec to make. And so I just wanted to find a person who, as a routine part of what they do, makes animated emotes for Twitch. And so I've uh, uh, I've reached out for, to this person, uh, not Charlotte, not Chaotz. They have a name and, and that's the name. So I gave them a list of 13 animated emotes that I wanted them to make, and this is the first one that they've made. It's just preliminary, like I might change some things, we'll see. I wanted them to have another go at uh, Notepad, which is one I already had. It's meant to look cute and enthusiastic and like really interested. It bobbles its head and it wobbles and its ears move as it nods up its head. And it's like, oh, oh yes, of course. Like it has a bit more personality than the one I already have. I think it's very cool. 
maybe I would get this hand kind of rounded off or something. But other than that, I think this is very cool. And I, th I think it's going to work out really well. And then I will just continuously ask them for the rest of time to animate this and this and this and this and this. Who knows? Maybe I'll get them to redraw all of my emotes or something. Like you may see it like a little bit looks a little bit flickery around the edges, but that won't look that way when it's small. You like the hands? You think the hand should uh, stay in this kind of claw kind of way, chat? You probably wouldn't even be able to see it when it's small, but the coloring isn't is like more light and lighthearted than I expected. I st I like it though. I think it's a good change. I think it's really good. I'm happy with it. You know what's also animated? The like and subscribe button. So you should click them. Thank you, and I wish you all the best.